Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Radio Podcast. We're delighted to have some new locations show up. I'm assuming that that means you're either part of the jet set, in which case a Patreon invite is coming, or a new listener, in which case you are very welcome. So a quick hello to our new listeners in... India, Germany, the United Kingdom, and Mexico. Equally delighted that we've found favor with some of you to encourage us along. Please do get in contact. We will give you all of the details on how to get in touch with us at the end of the episode. But until then, I am Diana, the diminutive. And I am Robert, the stubby. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so wrong. Who wrote this? Top stories. Trump Loy. Nope. We only have enough room in this podcast for one set of fancy French words introducing a segment. Uh, this one is valid. Um, mm. uh, uh, you said about up. the other one. <laughs> uh, trompe l'oeil is a, a French term for a school of art where uh, trompe l'oeil literally means to deceive the eye. It's a, a style of art that uses um, realistic imagery to create an optical illusion of depth that the, the picture ex- exists in three dimensions. Um, much as in the same way that Trump or Herr Drumpf, as we've recently learned to say, uses a whole range of images and statements to create the impression that he has the vaguest idea of what he's doing. Um, one example, perhaps, is the painting by uh, Pierre Borel de Casso called Escaping Criticism, which illustrates a boy escaping from a picture frame. Is that boy bright orange with hair that will move in ways that normal hair shouldn't no um the the boy in the painting looks um quite normal including the length of his fingers (laughs) they're not Uh, obscenely tiny and highlighted in gold no they they seem proportionate to the size of the individual oh outstanding Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but so far what Drumpf has really managed to do is to paint a picture of reality that I think we wish to escape from yeah I, I find it very hard to believe that this is kind of where we're at and as we record we're watching election results roll in from uh, the Tuesday contests he still manages to increase his delegate count mm. every week it's frightening. Yeah, it, he's rather like his hands in that regard. He tries to be short and to the point. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. There's nothing short or to the point of any of his uh, <laughs> acceptance speeches, I'll tell you that. They're a bit word salady, and the alarming thing from uh, once in the uh, past couple of weeks has been the almost mollified tone that he's taken afterwards as as though he's starting to sound genial it's it's sort of like sober grandpa the next morning (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he didn't mean to say all of those things, but you know he's going to say them again next time. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe in 10 minutes. Who knows? <laughs> in, in the case with the, the Super Tuesday acceptance speech. All you have to do is look at a, you know, your startled aunt standing behind him in the form of Chris Christie going, shit, that came out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, Chris Christie is a startled aunt. That is a phenomenal image. I'm going to try and forgive you over because I have to forget that. <laughs> if, if you need, you know, some mental cleansing there have been plenty of other uh spoof imagery in on the internet this past week um you know one of my favorite was the, the picture of uh, that i think you posted actually on the on the radio facebook group thank you very much um <laughs> of trump as jabba the hut and uh chris christie as his chained leia <laughs> Yeah. Yes, complete enslaved costume. That, that does little to fully diminish the image in my mind of Chris Christie in a in a floral summer frock with a a, a lacy apron, trying desperately to wave off somebody giving Grandpa another glass of something alcoholic. That's right. That's kind of what he was trying to give the eyes. The eyes. Don't you do it? Don't don't. <laughs> don't encourage him uh yeah it's <laughs> uh, and if as that was as bad as the imagery got i mean there are quite a lot of different ones floating around but um none of them are pleasant <laughs> which really is in keeping with the whole tone of of this campaign and even from the gecko um dana you pulled up some articles uh, for us to look at in reference to this, that there is a consistent history of, uh, I think the best way of describing it is social violence in regard to the way that he, the way that Trump responds to, to the crowds. Yeah, I've I've pulled up a, a number of articles. It was actually, um, I guess, this past week there was uh, an article. That was in the New York Daily News, a summary of a lot of the things that have kind of been going on the beginning of you know, the first week in March. I guess what really kind of set it off was the videos of what happened to the young black woman who was at a Trump rally in Louisville, Kentucky, and she was just being yelled at and physically pushed um to leave the rally. Um, and it actually inspired me to start looking around as best I can to try and find if anyone in the media had done any, um, I guess a tally of how many people have been injured, physically injured at Donald Trump rallies. Um, because this was just kind of the, the latest in a string, um, I could not find any definitive number um, looking around as to the number of people who were injured. I know February 29th at a Trump rally down in uh, Virginia, there was a reporter for Time magazine who was choke slammed to the ground for stepping outside of the press pen. 
somebody, um, I guess it kind of started off back in November of 2015 at a rally um, where a Black Lives Matter protester was physically beaten um, at the rally. And um, basically Trump said, yeah, maybe he should have been roughed up. He, he had no right to kind of uh, be there like that. Um, and this is not an attitude that we should in any way expect or condone from any candidate seeking any elected office because if they're not there to represent the needs of everybody um, I mean yes we can accept that everybody that takes office is going to have their own political viewpoint but is it not the role of an elected individual to represent the best interests of the entire nation as opposed to a select group? Well, that's the, the whole premise of a civil discourse is the, the word civil in, included in there. Um, you know, nothing that's been going on at any of his rallies is civil. There was a protester that interrupted his speech at a rally in Michigan over the weekend. And, you know, Trump from the stage said, and I quote, Get him out. Try not to hurt him. If you do, I'll defend you in court. Aren't Trump rallies the most fun? We're having a great time. So, yeah, no, you know, it's it's a mentality of a of a bully. He's not getting his way. And so he will, you know, have his cronies go take care of them. It's, it's like, um, it reminds me of watching Godfather, one of these mob movies. He's taking these old, uh, ideals that he's seen. You know what this reminds me of as we speak of it? Putin, Putin Mm -hmm. and his worldview gleaned from growing up at the time of KGB and, uh, you know, all of the, the Cold War and now wanting to take Russia back to those times that he, in his head, deem as the good old days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. The, they seem to have had a, a bit of a, a love affair in comments between the two of them about each other. They're both egomaniacal douchebags. Is that as we described uh, with Trump, I mean, he's very much a schoolyard bully that surrounded by his friends and cronies is going to be, you know, the biggest braggart in the room and is going to puff his own ego and and prance around like some manic cockatiel and is going to, if not um, bully and beat up individuals on his own, will have others do it for him. But if you get him one-on-one... I do get the sense that that's going to disappear, that if he feels um, intimidated by the physical presence of somebody else, that that's going to shrivel up fairly quickly until, you know, his balls come back in the room and he can can carry on. Whereas Putin, I, I think there's the... Well, he's got his years of training behind him and mm-hmm. wrestling bears and whatever else they do. <laughs> out there 
uh, and that there is a, a physical presence of the man. I'm not um, suggesting that I necess- that I respect him for his stances, but I, I think the difference of the two is that Putin could stand his own mano a mano, whereas Trump could not. Now, well, one of the things that I really uh, find intriguing to watch is, um, you know, being from New Jersey originally, I had a strong interest in all of the Bridgegate scandal as it was going down a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And just watching Chris Christie just berate all of these reporters, how dare you question me? I have said that this did not happen and it did not come from my office. And, and why are we even still talking about this? And a complete blustering asshole to anybody <laughs> who dare question his authority. And then to see him put the chapstick on and pucker up as hard as he can to kiss Trump's ass, to go from, you know, bullying on one side to being the bitch of somebody on the other side so quickly because of the the power dynamic of the fact that he's the big fish in that reporter's room, but standing next to Trump, he is the little fish and Mm -hmm. switching his role. So, uh, so swiftly for what he thought, you know, what he thinks he can potentially gain from kissing ass as hard as he can. And it's also disgusted the, uh, the state of New Jersey. I noticed that there was, Six newspapers got together to run the same editorial, demanding he resign his position because I think in the last in the the last year he only had done two hundred and sixty two hundred and sixty one days um, had actually been devoted to his campaign and uh, events outside of the state. Yeah, that he had spent two two thirds so, of the time that he in the last year that he was in office was out of the state campaigning for himself and for others. No. Now, can you imagine trying to get away with that in your job? Yeah. Or me imagine? Uh, none of us are going to get away yeah. with that stuff. That, that Hi, yeah, I, I know you're paying me to do this, but um, I'm running for the next job up that I want because so, I want to be that boss position. So I'm going to spend the next two-thirds of this year campaigning to take that position. No. Yeah, and, and you know, letting everything else just kind of go to shit. Uh, again, I have... Uh, strong ties to New Jersey and my mom is a teacher there and hearing about the pension system that, that has been pillaged for, you know, funds to be spent elsewhere and, um, you know, capital projects that were basically approved before he took office being shelved or lost altogether because the right people that helped him get elected were not going to benefit appropriately from the deal that had been laid out it's old school cronyism. And um, again, it's reminiscent of somebody watching a Godfather movie and going, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I want that. And, uh, (laughs) you know, how, how can I make that happen here and now? And, you know, that's, that's what he's tried to do. And he's surrounded himself and the the state government with enough of his people that, um, you know, frighteningly looks like he's getting away with it. Can I reiterate something from our last episode? Sure. First world country. Again. 
Uh, this is not the way a modern country should be run. But the fact of the matter is we, we've moved to this sort of position where there is so much to be done that they can then start to hide this with either too much or too little reporting of events and just burying stuff away that you'll never know about it and people become apathetic with, well, there's nothing I can do about it and um, for as long as we remain hidden from it. And I will admit, I think both of us are pretty much in ignorance of most of the malfeasance that is going on around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more you start to peel back the layers, it's it's like lifting the the rug in a kitchen to discover that there's old 1950s linoleum underneath and you pull that away and there's just a whole lot of bugs and maggots and grubs and stuff underneath that. Why do you have carpet in a kitchen? I'm not saying okay, I I'm do. Just, I'm just... Just questioning that. That, sorry, details. Because this is part of the point. I mean, well, some contractor got the contract to lay the carpet in the kitchen. Is it a shag carpet? Because I would have a problem with that. <laughs> You're going to know that, but the stains that are on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there would be some contractor who got a deal. You don't need carpet in the kitchen, but Chief Cook's got a friend that lays carpet. Sure. He's only going to get paid for laying carpet. He doesn't do lino. <laughs> so, you know, well, all right, we'll have carpet in there. And then later on, maybe we'll put lino across the top of the carpet. <laughs> uh, and that's the way this seems to be. There's just layers of, the hell were you thinking? Yeah. And first world country? Well, I, something else that you've you found, going back to Trump and his, uh, you know, abuse of power. Um, oh, <laughs> there's a lawsuit that um, I'm not sure where where did you find this article that the lawsuit that was hidden away from 1993 um, it bubbled up there's a, a website law news that's l-a-w-n-e-w-z dot com the z is for um, extra newsiness <laughs> absolutely it is um I'm not sure where they came across it, but they found a lawsuit that had been filed on the 24th of January back in 1993 by um, a woman. Let's see, what was her name? Uh, Jill Hearth. Um, She had a married name at the time. Uh, She was then Jill Hearth. Who are they? H-O-U-R-A-N-E-Y. Hmm. Um, and the, the essentials of the, the lawsuit is that she was alleging that Trump had made forcible and unwanted sexual advances towards her, um, including um, forcibly getting her into his daughter's bedroom and then touching her in a touching her private parts in a um, in a highly unwanted manner um, now Trump vigorously denied the charges and the suit was settled and we all know that he never settles suits well but this suit no. was... he says he never settles suits 
if you look at anything that's actual <laughs> and true, he only settles lawsuits. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, he settled this one for $125 million. Good for her. Uh-huh. Now, it seems that this was also to do with a beauty pageant that Jill and her husband were doing where there had been a um, a breach of contract dispute um, between them and it all sort of got cleared up and tidied away around the same time. And uh, I'm sure we'd be fools and communists to form any sort of correlation between those events. So I'm absolutely not going to form a correlation between those events. Wait, let me use my degree from Trump University and say, oh. yeah, we shouldn't say anything about it. <laughs> not if you got your degree from Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth as much as a Trump steak would be worth now. Mm, I'll wash it down with some Trump vodka. <laughs> acquired from some miniatures you got on Trump Airlines, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Which brings me back to my original point of <laughs> Trump Loy. Um, he deceives the eye. He paints all these little images and uh, says all these things, but they're meaningless. That he contradicts himself at every twist and turn. There's um, videos from much higher paid comedians than us that have uh, Trump debating Trump. Even Pod Dog agrees That's on right. this point. That's right. She's barking. She's saying this is ridiculous. Is Pod Dog calling time on she this? She is. She's saying that if I have to hear that word one more time, I'm going to. Uh, she might bite me. Take your shit on the deck. <laughs> She's the going. She, that's right. Get out of the kitchen, pod dog. <laughs> that carpet shows all the stains. <laughs> I knew I should have gotten white in there. <laughs> I think the safest thing to do is that um, please forgive us for having covered this in as much depth as we have on this episode. We didn't want to. We don't want to have to do it. I'm sure it's going to be coming up again. Um, what this election cycle is going to be like is going to be bizarre. I believe the uh, phrase you're referring to is shit show. I, I was thinking more clusterfuck. Okay, that's all appropriate. Yeah, um, clusterfuckery comes back in. Shit show would have been correct. Were it just the Trump cruise thing going on? But now you've got the GOP sliding Mitt Romney, who's now filed papers. I saw that. That's insanity. <laughs> Uncle Mittens uh -huh. is coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> He's dumbing his best Mormon oh. underwear and, and striding forth to the stage once more. I, so I, my feeling is is that if, if this plays out in some of the ways that it feels like, that we are going to end up with the GOP selecting well it's going to be trump beats cruz gop looks at this and then decides that they're going to put uh mitt romney back into the driver's seat cruz will file suit against the gop for breach of whatever that worthless piece of paper was they all signed as a pledge to support whomever mm. 
So then Trump will then run as an independent. So you're going to get Romney versus Trump versus whoever takes it from the the Democrat side. And while at the moment um, Hillary Clinton is in the lead on that, um, Sanders is a long way from dead in terms of the support and the numbers. So um, Sanders has made the statement that he's going to carry it through to the end. He wants all the states to have had their say. And um, if he doesn't win through on that, I think he'll you know, pretty much take that. Uh, I'm a little surprised that after the it became evident that those two were the front runners, that they just didn't shake hands and say, all right, let's settle the differences, form a common platform. Um, we'll flip a coin as to who's going to be present, who's going to be Veep. Well, he's he's pulled Hillary a good ways to the left, which uh, I think is kind of mollifying the base. But hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone will unite behind the never Trump banner. And, uh, <laughs> you know, regardless of who's the Democratic nominee, we will uh, strive to not unlock the seventh seal of the apocalypse and... <laughs> and Herr Drumpf. <laughs> Sorry, I had visions of hellscapes and burning, burning lakes and rivers and. <sighs> uh, isn't that the water source for Detroit and Flint? Uh, I have to go to bed before I have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yeah, being right. very settling, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I read the news. No, ignorance is bliss. Uh huh. Trump 2016. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but we should move on. <laughs> Moving on. Audio cryptic word search. It's row 10 of the word search. We're two thirds done. Two thirds. With that, ladies and gentlemen, eyes down for a full house. G. Goober. G. Grandiose. O. Oogle. K. Kasich. Y. Huge! Which we all know it isn't. I. Itty bitty. J. Jilling. N. Nano. Z. Xenomorph. Wait, Rob, you must have written that because that starts with an X, you idiot. It started with a Z. It said something. Never mind. Just because you typed it with a Z. <laughs> Look legit. <laughs> Q. Quintipod. E. Elfin. Y. Yay, big. X. Xenophobe. Because you can't spelled have xenomorph again? No, no, I spelled it properly this time. Fine. <laughs> P. Pocket-sized. C. Circumcised, which I don't want to know if it is or not. <laughs> And the search word this week is showtime, S-H-O-W.
S-W-T-I-M-E. As in, your cable package now includes Showtime to watch all those shows that aren't This Week Tonight. Last Week Tonight. See, I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, we have to start doing these earlier. (laughs) Moving on. Fancy French word. <laughs> you mean denouement? Yeah, whatever. What, <laughs> we can only. I know we have lots of new countries, but I speak English. <laughs> That's it. I'm Just aware of other of languages. Russian, I guess, but <laughs> not enough to know what all your fancy words are. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll try and look some others up. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> just want to thank you guys for listening to us we're glad that you're making us part of your week we sure enjoy being there it is a, a huge boost to to see where the different places coming in that are, are listening to us and that we are uh, spreading a little further and wider at the time of recording just over 650 hits uh, through soundcloud and that covers all the downloads as well as the direct plays and it's enormously gratifying. So uh, please do feel free to, to reach out and get in contact with us. We've had some conversations with a, a few of you directly. And it's it's a lot of fun. So please do. Uh, at the usual places, if you will, please, Diana. Uh, we've got our website, which is www.radio-podcast.net. Um, and all of our contact information is on there. We are also on Twitter at underscore R-A-D-I-O podcast. Um, and yeah, if you guys have or know anyone who has a creative venture or podcast that they'd like to promote, um, please point them to either of those resources to get in touch with us. We would love to have them pimp their shit with us. We didn't have anybody this week. Uh, Trump kind of took over more than we anticipated <laughs> but uh he trumped it i guess you'd say yeah he is a card <laughs> so uh yeah please reach out let us know stuff you like stuff you don't like more stuff you do like than you don't like and with all of that said thank you so much for listening to another week's radio episode i am robert the election official And I am Diana, your polling volunteer. Mr. Seacord, will you please play us out? (laughs) 